to the Digital Technopreneur Podcast, a place where entrepreneurs find their start into building a business in a digital and technologically driven world. I have spent the past decade building a management consulting firm and learning from some of the most brilliant individuals around the world. This podcast will guide you through the early stages of your entrepreneurial journey from the lens of each entrepreneur guest we have on the show. My name is Patrick Olawa, and I am joined with my co-host, Andy Yo, and welcome to the Digital Technopreneur Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Technopreneur Podcast again. With uh, We have some very great guests today for you guys. We always want to do different perspectives and things like that. But first and foremost, those are the most is Mr. Patrick Alawa. How are you doing today over there? I know it's been a crazy weathery day for you, but how are things on your side? Things are good. Things are good. Uh, we were just we were just having that conversation earlier today, talking about how the the weather in California, in LA, uh, just happens to be a little bit frantic. Uh, today has been good. Uh, it, it's um, for those that don't know, today would be the anniversary of the death of uh, Kobe Bryant. Um, so it was sort of a, um, a, a I won't call it necessarily a celebration, but it was still a celebration of life. Um, just kind of showing you know my respect and 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 taking a look and having that conversation with people with that regards. And uh, yeah, so it's it's been a good day. It's been a good busy day, and and besides that, but um, I'm excited for you know our guest that we do have here today with us, and we're going to be introducing her here as well. But Andy, how is things in your end in San Diego? They're crazy. It's crazy windy outside here too. Um, just as windy as business right now. You know, things are blowing around and moving around, and we're moving and shaking just like our business is. So it's like art Im- imitating life or business imitating life, if you, if you say so. But we've been moving around a lot of different platforms, guys, and I, I love bringing different perspectives, different walks of life to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're we're super happy to have our guest with us. And she's not only just a you know, a LinkedIn expert, but she's going to show you how to build a brand through LinkedIn. She's also an author of the upcoming uh, an upcoming book, which we'll talk about that book, and the owner of it's called Connect Cultivate and convert. So, I mean, just those by themselves, it speaks for itself. She's going to be dropping a lot of knowledge on you. This is one you want to take a lot of notes on, guys. So without further ado, we have Mary Fame Brandt on the show today. Thank you so much for being a part of our show. How are you doing over there in Arizona? Well, let me just uh, bump on to that weather uh, intro that you guys were doing. We had hail here yesterday oh my goodness. and thunderstorms, and it was so loud. I was like, I was like, what the heck is going on here? And it scared me. I had to go to my sliding glass door. And I was like, what's this white stuff on the ground here? <laughs> Aren't I in Arizona now? Because some of you may or may not know, I used to live in beautiful San Diego. And we recently re- relocated mid-November. So I was like, what's this hail? What's this thunderstorms? <laughs> and I'm looking out my window because it's still gray, uh, gray sky. So um, I know that LA got some snow. Um, I know San Diego, my friend lives um, off the 805 in Balboa and her patio was a mess. Like it took the tarp off of her gazebo and her, her heat light, light, her heaters outside tumbled over and it's just crazy, the crazy weather. And I didn't realize that it's been a year for Kobe Bryant. That explains why my friend was a little quiet today Uh because, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, it's a celebration. It's a celebration. It definitely is. It definitely speaking is. Of, speaking of that, just a follow-up question with that, um, since we have the branding expert on, when you deal with sensitive topics, like, like a Kobe or something like that, what are some tips of the trade to kind of read the room sometimes, just as a, as a branding expert? With something like with Kobe happening, and, you know, maybe it's, you know, other sensitive things. You know, what, what kind of things do you do not do with your brand, Mary, that you kind of are just like, you're, hey, you know, just be careful of this? Well, I'm not a branding expert, but I can share what just happened to me and my show on January 6th. Does anybody remember January 6th? Of course. Of okay. Course. It's going to be a historic moment in the United States moving forward. And 20 minutes before, twenty, I'm sorry, 20 minutes after that happened, my show was set to go live. Bite Size Tips for Busy Entrepreneurs with branding expert Christine Gritman. Okay. And we were messaging. I was like, do we go live? Do we not go live? What do we do? I was like, I'm not the overall branding expert. I can help you build a brand on LinkedIn. But as that overall marketer and branding person, I was like looking at her for guidance. And she's like, you know, it's up to you. I'll do whatever you want. She's like, but our whole audience isn't right here in the United States. 
We have a global audience. So number one, number two, people had signed up. Maybe they need that outlet that day. Hmm. So number three, don't pretend like something's not going on. Right. So we went live and literally I, we, I was like, well, you guys, I, I just want to talk about what's going on. We weren't sure. I was very honest. Weren't sure if we were going to go live. We weren't sure what the right decision is. And I'm still not, but we're here. We're going to try to make this the best show for you that we can. And we understand that you might be joining us, might not. And by being very authentic and vulnerable, we had comments saying, thank you for showing up. I needed this. Thank you for addressing it. We didn't know what you were going to do, Mary. So my advice is a be true to yourself. So one thing we didn't talk about was politics on my show because my brand has nothing to do with politics. Right. My guest brand, she she tweets about politics all the time. Mm. But she said, Mary, I will do, I will respect your boundaries. I said thank you. Because I don't discuss that. It's not that's not part of my branding. So you have to be true to your branding. And I think there's um, nothing wrong with the show going on. If your audience was only in LA and it was basketball, then you better do some kind of honorary thing for COVID. Right, right. But for most of us, right, think about your audience. Does everyone watch basketball? Mm-hmm. Is everyone in LA? That right. doesn't mean you can't do something for that. But, you know, if you're like, oh, I shouldn't do anything because it's, the celebration of someone or the capital was just overtaken. And then my second show, you guys, guess what day it was? Go ahead. So one was January 6th. When was my next one? Every two. So my husband's like, I'm sorry. I should have told you. I'm like, yes. Cause you know, do I watch politics? Yes. Do those dates go in my head? No. So you know what? Don't do things on big days like that would be my advice. Unless your audience is all in the UK. Mm-hmm. Right, because <laughs> they're not watching it; they don't care. Yeah. So you know, just be mindful of what's going on in the world. Before we kind of get going, uh, Mary, please let people know how they can find you, how they can ask questions, how they can get a hold of you for you know a future uh, communication down the road. Okay, first off, I'm a master connector. I love adding savvy business people to my network. Whether you own a business, you're thinking about a business, you're an executive, you're a professional, connect with me. Just look up Mary Fane Brandt, connect with me on LinkedIn, but you've got to send me a personal note. If you just hit that little connect button, I'm going to ignore it. And here's a pro tip for you guys. If you really want to connect with someone, send them a note. If you saw them speaking somewhere, tell them where you saw them live. Maybe you read their book, you're following them on LinkedIn for business tips. But if you don't send a message, if you send a message with your connection request, you have a 53% chance higher, higher chance of someone saying yes to that um, Mm. connection request. So if it's important, wouldn't you want to send a note? Yeah, definitely. 53% better response rates on that. Absolutely. Yes. And don't overthink it. Be yourself. Now, we're going to follow up with that, Mary. But uh, first and foremost, just really quickly before we kind of go where you're coming from, how you got to where you're at now, is is why LinkedIn? You know, so many people use, you know, they say, hey, you know, Facebook is king or, hey, I'm going to make all my videos here, there, everywhere, Instagram for photos. You know, why are you, why did you choose LinkedIn to be your source for, for branding? Um, that's a great question. So every platform brings something to the table. You just have to decide where's your audience and what platform do you want to learn inside and out, right? What platform do you want to master? So for me, LinkedIn is a professional network and that just made sense. My background in corporate America and being a master connector, right? Um, So here's a tip. If I can just throw this out because we're talking about why LinkedIn. So LinkedIn, most people think we're going to bust the myth right now. Sorry, guys, I'm throwing it out there. Most people think that LinkedIn is the platform you go to get a job. Well, it's a platform, yes, that you go to get a job. And it's, you know, 98% of recruiters on there. So yes, it's used for that. But Mm -hmm. LinkedIn was actually built as a networking platform. Makes sense. It's global. It's been around for a while. So build your network out there on LinkedIn that can serve you now and in the future. So for me, LinkedIn is that professional Um, platform that I can showcase my skills, my talents, be seen as that professional that I am, and just build a worldwide network, which I actually love because I love people. I love connecting with people and learning about them. 
Now, so, before, before, oh, I'm sorry. Just, just to kind of, just to kind of go back into, into, into that. And I appreciate uh, my apologies about that, Andy. Um, when, when you're looking in regards to, before, before actually, let me take it two steps further back. Before we even jump into LinkedIn, because you just mentioned something that you know you're, you've been, you know, sort of building your business on LinkedIn prior to that, and your journey as an entrepreneur, I know we've had this conversation before, your journey as an entrepreneur was not the conventional thought process to say, I want to be an entrepreneur. Nope. I did not want to be an entrepreneur. I was exactly let's, let's talk about opposite. that. Okay. Um, so I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I like going to my, you know, eight to four and punching in or whatever you do online, you know, doing your time and you leave and that's that. You don't think about it, you know, Monday through Friday, take some days off. You're not worried about email. My dad was an entrepreneur. He had an appraisal um, business. I worked for him off and on here and there when he needed help. And why I loved doing that work, I hated seeing the struggles, right? Mm -hmm. So it was either feast or famine. We were either rich or poor. There was no in between. It was great. We're going out or, hey, I have no money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so seeing my dad go through that, I was like, from an early age, I was like, nope, nope, don't want to be an entrepreneur. Also, I think for someone in my generation, um, entrepreneurship was taboo. It was like only crazy people started their own business, right? Right, right, it right. Wasn't, it wasn't as cool as it is now. It wasn't cool. It wasn't mm-hmm. hip. You couldn't make a lot of money. And there weren't classes, seminars, and conferences because now, like UCSD has entrepreneurship classes. SDSU does. I'm sorry for those people that are not from San Diego State. You know, you know, UCSD, UCLA, they all have entrepreneurship programs yeah. and incubators now. They didn't have that before, so we weren't. I wasn't raised like, hey. If you have a passion for this or you're good at this, have you thought about maybe creating your own business? Like that wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. And um, so watching my dad struggle, not entrepreneurship, not being a cool thing, not having any education behind it to learn about it. Um, I was like, nope, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Ain't happening. <laughs> so how did you that idea cultivate? I mean, did you, it seems like you went the nine to five route. You like the security, like a lot of people who are watching our shows uh, are starting uh, themselves. So how'd you begin? Well, um, so I was working at the Bishop School in La Jolla. Um, I worked there for 10 years and I worked at a law school before that. So I just kind of was making my way, you know, through the education realm, which I actually love because I love learning. I was not a teacher. I worked in the executive offices and I went back to school to get my master's degree. And then after I got my master's degree, everyone was like, so what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? I'm like, I'm staying right here. This is a great job. I've got great benefits. You know, the world was a little rocky then, you know, economy was going up and down. I'm like, I'm staying right here. And um, it was through after my master's, um, the I, my master's in organizational leadership. Okay. And organizational development. I was all excited. I'd have lunch. I'd be talking about, oh, change management, Cotter's three steps. You know, I was dropping all this information on servant leadership and what leadership means versus management. And I actually coached a couple of women at the Bishop School to leave their job. It was like, hey, Mary, you know, I was, I became that go see Mary. She'll have the answer, right? Mm-hmm. Without knowing that I was going down that route. So we would meet at lunch and I'd give them advice and we list out pros and cons, look at things through rose-colored glasses. I'd use all my leadership training and development. And they actually have gone on and are very successful and, and super happy in their new roles. And then I was like, oh, this is fun. Maybe I'll do something. Nah, not really. That was just fun to do on the side. And then my mom got sick. And so I think it was... 2012, my mom started showing signs of dementia. Um, to make the story short, she started a fire in her oven oh, wow. by putting a paper plate. Um, that was fun when I drove up because I was an hour late going over on a Saturday. So I was working full time, going over, you know, during the week, going over on Saturdays, making sure she was, you know, fed, took her her medications and stuff, and got her out of the house. So she had started a fire. She talked to one of the property management guys about this stuffed animal being real. Like there were these little things. She showed up at my work one day. I was like, mom, what are you doing here? She's like, you told me to be here. I was like, no. So all these things happened. And then in January of 2013, she went missing. 
in the middle of the night. It was raining in San Diego on a Friday night. They had the SWAT team, the dogs. It was on TV. And by a miracle of God, I'm like, thank you, Jesus, because he brought her back. Like it was pouring cats and dogs on that Friday night. She had just gotten out of the hospital on Thursday and she had to have um, a toe amputated and she was walking in the rain. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. This young couple picked her up and God bless their souls. That's what I have to say. Cause they took her in a car and dropped her off on home Avenue. Anybody know where home Avenue is mm. in San Diego? No. Yeah. Do you want your mother dropped off there on a Friday night? <laughs> I don't. The only reason I go on Home Avenue is this restaurant called La Chiquita, which is amazing, but that's right. its own story. <laughs> don't want your mother dropped off on Home Avenue in the rain. Um, and so she was trying to get to my house and her friend's house, and she, you know, she was confused and everything. And so the police actually, um, Chopper the Biker Dog and Mark Schaefer, if you know them, they're they're in San Diego. He visits people and Alzheimer's and stuff. I went to school with him and he'd met my mom and he has a relationship with the police to help with the kind of situations. And it was actually him that found my mom. Oh, gotcha. Like knocking on doors and stuff. And and it was all of San Diego. People woke people up and said, What are you doing? They said, I'm in bed. They're like, get up, Mary's mom is missing. So that power of your network. Not that I would ever build my network for that, mm-hmm. but my mm-hmm. network was so strong that literally there were hundreds of people out looking for Doing her. Doing that search with you. Yeah. not I couldn't leave. The police wouldn't let me leave. So you know how oh, okay. I had to stay there and wait in case she was found. So after that, I got home health care, you know, and I was like, okay, I can't work a nine to five. I need to be my mom's advocate and, and mm-hmm. caregiver. And so at the end of that school year in, in May, I left not knowing what I was going to do. And I'll just say I was approaching 50 and I was like, what is a 50 year old woman going to do? <laughs> it was scary. Mm. You know? So where do you start? Where exactly do you even look to start? Look, I mean, you have you have a couple of wives. You have your mother. Um, you're already doing some work with some women. This is really powerful. But where exactly do you say, hey, I want to plant my flag. And, you know, how do you start to actually build even the idea? And where do you come up with the funds? Absolutely. Well, so first you go to networking events and you just talk about your idea. Mm -hmm. Get it out there. Because there's always someone that's smarter than you that has been through it that can give you some wise advice and counsel for free. Just in a conversation, right? Right. right. And so it was through the conversations that I actually started as a career coach, you know? So that's what I started because you're at 50 and like, what the heck am I going to do? How am I going to find a job? So I was going through that myself and I knew what that felt like. And Mm -hmm. the program that I went through, I was like, that was antiquated. They weren't talking about LinkedIn or anything. So I I did what I did and I, I dove in and you research. So you research and you research. You have Google and YouTube. At your fingertips, you have online networking, you have LinkedIn. And back then, you know, before COVID, we had real networking in person. Right, right. I went to networking events every week. I would listen to people. How did they get started? I would ask Mm -hmm. inquisitive questions. And then I would join communities that were a good fit for me. Okay. So, for example, female entrepreneur in the works, right? Hero Hub, co-working space for female entrepreneurs. Perfect for me. Mm-hmm, I got guidance, mm-hmm. mentorship, leadership there. I go to any kind of workshop I could, right? So it's about immersing yourself and learning and asking questions. Were That's you, how you get your ideas started. Were you, Mary, were you were you doing this in the transition to to really your transition of becoming an entrepreneur? Were you was that when you already started doing the networking events and you know going to different places like this? Or was it sort of you know, you already fully fledged into entrepreneurship, then you realize this would be a way to expand and grow. So my situation is probably a little different for mm-hmm. most people out there as I left the job, I left my financial security, right? At mm-hmm. the Bishop school going, okay, I'm going to start a business, not knowing what the heck, how to start a business. Didn't mm-hmm. know diddly squat, but I had to do this so I could take care of my mom. And so it was just a big mess. Like I made a lot of mistakes at the beginning. Um, One that I would encourage people right now, anyone who's watching, you've got a great idea. I'm sure it's great. Don't quit your day job. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> work and work at night and work on the weekends to get your branding down, to build your LinkedIn network, to file your business license, do all that while you have the security of a nine to five job, if we can call it security these days. <laughs> um, because my first year I had some money from my mom. And so I'm going to write a book one day, not this year, how to save $10,000 your first year in business. Don't buy every shiny object. You don't right. have to have a perfect website. You don't have to join a $5,000 coaching program. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, I really don't think that it's right to join a coaching program right at the beginning. I think you kind of need to figure a few things out first. Right, right. You need to step into it and step into it and be like, is this the path I'm going to take? Or oops, I meant to turn left. Mm-hmm. So for me, career coaching. And I still do that, but I pivoted because I learned through my career coaching that every single client needed help with LinkedIn. That was the one thing they all had in common. So then what did I do? I dove into research. I dove head in. I learned everything about LinkedIn, signed up for programs. And then a light bulb went off. LinkedIn isn't just for job seekers. Why aren't business owners on there? What about the entrepreneurs that don't have big brand marketing budget? Mm -hmm. You can showcase your brand, your services, your product on LinkedIn, if it's the right fit for you. If you're going to say, I'm in MLM, I'll be like, probably Instagram, uh, yeah, Facebook, right? But if you have a full-fledged business, graphic designer, podcast host, if you want to be a speaker, are you a consultant? Are you uh, a health coach? Are you a leadership coach? Are you a career coach, right? Are you a sales coach? LinkedIn's the platform that you need and should be on. Hmm. No, you things I just want to revamp. Then you say how to save ten thousand dollars in your first year of business, which I think is key because I know of so, and this is myself included, who invest all this money before you when you just are in the concept phase, and how yeah. powerful that that comment was. And I love that you said that, and that's key. And another thing that you said is is not quitting your job first. And I, I, the question that you get and, uh, you know, whether it's talking to yourself or talking to your significant other is, of course, when are you going to make money or when am I going to make money? And that <laughs> and you is don't make money right, right away. Right. It's, it's, exactly. Go ahead. And you might get one or two clients and you're like, yes, this is it. You get excited then, about that, too. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, and my journey has been very different, I think, than most yeah. people. I was kind of like, oh, this is what I got to do now. Never wanted to. But yeah, my advice, I would say, don't quit your day job. Don't join every mastermind. Go to all the free stuff that you can. Find your people. Get a group, you know, five people that are your core people that you can bounce ideas off that won't steal them from you. Because I've had right. that happen. Mm, well, right. Okay. And that's that's huge. That's huge. Now, how, okay, how do you protect, how do you protect the amount of information now? And I'm, I'm glad this just popped in there. How do you protect the amount of information or how do you choose the people you get to share those information with? That's a great question. I think that you have to get to know them. Okay. Um, and for me, for the most part, the people I know, I, I'm good at judging someone right away. I made a misstep with one mm-hmm. person. And so we're not connected anymore. Gotcha. And that's it. I wish nothing bad upon them. I did have someone copy my, not copy my website, take my ideas. So mine's the LinkedIn bakery serving up bite-sized tips. It's got a cute cupcake, right? Your mm-hmm. recipe for success, the top ingredients you need, right? You guys, that name actually honors my mom. So when I rebranded, um, in the end of 2016, we rebranded and the branding person's like, she knew the whole story. Yeah. She was like, Mary, would you like to honor your mom? I was like, okay, what does that mean? <laughs> like, what does that mean? How do we mm-hmm. do that? So the LinkedIn bakery and all of that honors my mom. That's why it's so important to me because she was this amazing baker and I have I that like too. But she copied that website. So I contacted an attorney and we talked and then I contacted this person because I knew her. I worked yeah. side by side with her and I was like, I'm disappointed and hurt that you did this. So I went the personal level, but how do you trust people? It's really hard. I, I think that you really have to know people. You can talk about your ideas broadly, mm-hmm. but you know, that core group of five people, you need to know them, you know, and maybe just say, Don't, don't steal this idea. I will come yeah. after you. 
Like sometimes I think you just got to put it out there. Like this is my it's idea. Needed. It's, it's absolutely needed. Sometimes you, you have to be very blunt. Talking about it, but I yeah. didn't know you were going to go for it. Like, this is my idea. I'm going for it. Maybe not mm -hmm. right now, but if I see any of you come out with it, I'm coming after you. Right. Not in the threatening. I would never, I always do it like jokingly, like you guys know I'm sweet as pie, but don't cross me. You, you have to though. For, for a certain level, you have to you have to express that to people because human nature. Human now, nature. I, I definitely have one for you when it comes to and it this links into the things you were saying before. But you know, when it comes to not quitting your day job and branding on LinkedIn, but also not working in a sense of desperation when it comes to um, you know as a business owner, especially in the uh, infant stage of it. And so, as we kind of go into that phase, can you kind of cover you know what exactly? Um, how that empowers you and the kind of don'ts to do on LinkedIn and how to come across on LinkedIn that, you know, may mess up people's branding too. So there's like three questions in that one question. So, so there's one about, you know, not being desperate when you start off. Well, we're all a little desperate. Let's just put it out there and be real, right? We're all a little desperate. We're nervous. Where's our next client going to come from? All it takes is you having one or two clients that are not a good fit and you understand that's not your ideal client. So Amen. the quicker you can learn to say no to the wrong client, the more that you'll say yes to the right client. Mm -hmm. So you can't, everyone is not your client. And especially for coaches, they're like, well, I can serve anyone. I can help anyone. No, you can't. Mm -hmm. You know, figure out what your target niche is. Um, if you have a cleaning company, great. You're not going to clean everyone's house, everyone's right. apartment, and everyone's offices. What do you specialize in? Is it high rises? Is it the mom and pop shops? You know, do you want a franchise? Do you want to sign up a whole franchise for your cleaning services? Figure out what that niche is and then make everything about that niche. Your now, converting to LinkedIn, how do you do that on LinkedIn without kind of overstepping your bounds? Why would I be overstepping my boundaries? Because uh, as you just said, knowing your clientele is one of the biggest things that can help your business and be more efficient. So as people are on LinkedIn, I know you get a lot of um, people who just pitch, 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 each and every one all day long, really annoying. And then, you know, it kind of kills your brand. Now people start to you know flag you, you know, gotcha. all that good stuff. That's easy. Um, don't pitch. So you want to connect, cultivate, then convert. Connect genuinely. People more now more than ever, human to human, right? There's a person behind the profile. Follow their follow their information. See what their their content is. Start engaging on their content. Kind of get to know them a little bit before you say, "Hey, I'd love to connect." We have mutual connections. A, don't use that. Okay, make it a personal note. Again, there's a person behind the profile. Make it personal. Be relatable. So you want to genuinely connect with that person. And then you want to cultivate that relationship. If you send a connection request, I accept it. And two seconds later, I get, which I know is automated. Hey, Mary, thanks for connecting with me. You know, I see that you're a coach. Did you know that we can 10 times your income? Mm -hmm. Just if you either read, and here's a free book for you to get started. Yeah, that's <laughs> automated. BS. I'm going to call yeah. you out on it. Um, I'm also going to report you to LinkedIn and block you. Now, that will tarnish your reputation. You don't want that. People right. are tired of being sold to in that, what I like to say, that icky used car salesman person. You yeah. know? I, and I get that quite often, actually. Yeah. Don't do that. Be organic. Mm -hmm. Be relatable. Send the connection request and then cultivate the relationship. Right? So did you guys try to pitch me? So we, we were in a group together. We were just getting to know each other. And then we mm -hmm. got on a call to understand everything. You didn't say, hey, let's book you now. Right, exactly. Exactly. Let's jump on a call and get to know each other. See if this is a good fit. So take the time and invest in the relationships on LinkedIn. So you mm -hmm. connect and then you cultivate that relationship. And when I use the word convert, so that's it. Connect, cultivate, convert. Converse. Converting is a brand ambassador, someone to collaborate with, someone that you can become referral partners for, and someone who could be a potential client. If you think convert, convert, convert for sales, 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 clients, 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 you're going about it all wrong. You actually need 
what I say is strong and strategic network. Those aren't all people that you're going to serve as clients, brand ambassadors, collaborators, people that you can refer business to because it complements what you do and people who can refer business to you because you complement the services they provide. Right. And, and, and let's let's talk about that for a quick second. The strong and strategic network, because I like I like the um, the terminology or, or the, the phrase. If that's a full phrase. But those keywords connected all together really um, explains the explanation. But how do you. How do you. I guess the question would be. How do you put that together in a sense of someone building a LinkedIn brand, building, uh, you know, that professional brand, how do you build a strong strategic network? So you need to think outside your box. <laughs> a okay. lot of people have blinders on when they're on LinkedIn. Oh, that person's in New York. I'm in San Diego. Why would I connect with them? Well, you don't know who they're connected to. Mm -hmm. Do they have a great profile? Are they in a complimentary service to you? Is it someone in an industry that you're just interested in? You want to learn more about, AI and technology. Okay, so look that up and find some people that seem to be experts and that send them a personal note. Be genuine, be relatable, be you. So that is one way, you know, take the blinders off, think outside the box. We get so linear. Like I only, you know, like for me, I love working with sales coaches and leadership coaches. Are those the only people I'm going to connect with? No, I'd have a very flat network. Don't you want to have a buoyant, broad network right, that right. can serve you now and in the future? Because let's be real, after last year, do any of us really know where we're going to be at the end of this year? No. We, we might be selling pretzels on the street corner, okay? <laughs> let's just be real. Like After this last year, I think what that has taught us, there is good in it. It has taught us that we're resilient. It's taught us that we know how to pivot. It's taught us that we are stronger than we thought we were. Mm -hmm. But it also us to be ready for change mm -hmm. now more than ever. It's taught us that our network can help, can either build us up or break us down. Right. You either have a great network or you don't have one and you're desperate to have one. So many people are like, Mary, I'm pivoting. I'm, I'm shifting from this business to these services. Great. How's that network? You know, there are 500, there are a thousand people and it's the wrong people. Having a broad and diversified network is going to serve you better over time. And so how do you, how do you leverage that network then? How do you, because let's say, okay, so you're building a, you're building a, um, a, a LinkedIn network and you're, you build the people in the network. They understand exactly what you do, or at least have an idea of what you do and things like that. How do you leverage that network? Do you mean like leverage by reaching out to them? Leverage in, um, not necessarily just in a reaching out, but leverage in the aspect of, because at the end of the day, you know, as you're looking at any of the different social platform, being able to have that, that community base. So be it you have a professional community base, you have a fan base, you have a customer base, each of those bases, those networks, there is some level of, uh, of, um, leverage you are looking in regards to attaining from that. So in a professional network, you're ideally, you know, like you mentioned the referrals or be it that you're looking at potentially new clients, when or how would be, you know, the proper way of now being able to actually leverage a LinkedIn network in this scenario. So you leverage it one person at a time. Okay. You don't automate, you know, if you have a new product out, who are 10 people that you can reach out to okay. to say, Hey, you know, Hey, you know, you can have the same message, <laughs> but then you personalize it. Hey, Beth, you know, we haven't talked in a while. Last time I, um, last time I saw your, your story, you were in Cabo having a great time. I'm getting ready to launch my signature program, connect, convert, connect, uh, cultivate, convert. Yeah. I was just wondering if you'd like to learn more, maybe jump on a call. I'd like to go over it with you to see if anyone in your network might be interested again. It's mm -hmm. one person at a time. Can you have a standard message that you tweak? Yes. Do you automate it? No. So keep along those lines, what, what are the correct ways to cultivate without being pitchy? So I know it's a fine line. Well, so cultivate means that I'm putting into you. I'm cultivating my relationship with you. So if I were to do that with you, I'd go over to your profile and I'd see what kind of content you're putting out. Okay. And then I'd follow that content. 
And if appropriate, right, I'd like it, I, I'd comment on it. The, the biggest thing that you can do for someone on LinkedIn is to comment on their post. A like is great, a share is eh, a comment is like gold, okay? Mm. I could comment on your post and I would be specific. I wouldn't just say, hey, that's a great post. No, I'd say, you know what? Tip number five that you shared, I can really resonate with that. That happened to me last year. Or wow, I never thought about that from that perspective. Do you have any more insights you could share? So I'm going to start cultivating the relationship through content. Gotcha. Then if we're not connected, then I'm going to send that connection request. I've really been. Like, oh, go ahead. Yeah. It's almost oh, like I, you're offering I, them credibility at the same time. Am I am I wrong about that? No. Yeah, you're, you're cultivating. So you're mm -hmm. you're saying, hey, I I like the content you're putting out. I think that what you're saying is true. It resonates with me. I like your fresh perspectives. So, you know, connecting, cultivating the relationship and then never selling them anything in a message. I have never once said, hey, you know, love your content, blah, blah, blah. Next day, hey, I've got this new program coming out. My next step would be, I'd love to learn more about you. I know you're probably super busy, but how about a 15 minute call? 15 minute Zoom call. I like to I like to see people's faces. So I'm like, how about, you know, a 15, 20 minute Zoom call? Right, right. And it depends on, and it, that's a really broad question because obviously it depends on what industry they're in. Are you looking to partner up? Maybe it's someone you want to collaborate and write a blog with or a book with or have them on your show. So for me, doing bite-sized tips for busy entrepreneurs, sometimes I'm out there looking for, ooh, that's, I like that person. Sometimes they're referred to me over on Facebook, but I go and check them out on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. What does your LinkedIn look like? Are they really a branding expert, right? What tips are they sharing? What content are they putting out? Can right. I count on this person? I go, you know, I go into LinkedIn. I'm looking at all that stuff. So, okay. So this is, this is interesting. This is actually pretty cool. This is actually pretty cool. Kind of looking in regards to, um, as I guess, a, a quick recap with regards to what you just said, when leveraging, um, don't automate, look in regards to the approach on that, on that personalized individual approach, even though maybe a base of the conversation from the start, maybe similar to another conversation you were having, being able to, you know, have that, that, uh, personalization to it, engaging, in a way to cultivate that relationship with people. And now the other question now leading in that same direction would be for yourself, you, you're, I, I would, I'll be very honest. I don't use LinkedIn as much as I need to be using LinkedIn, but. I can help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> but I've already cultivated the relationship. Yeah, so absolutely, hey. absolutely. <laughs> um, but how do you, how do you, you know, how do you, you use LinkedIn? You know, how do you use effect LinkedIn effectively on your end? Um, and so I put out content, original content. Mm -hmm. I don't copy and paste. I provide. So you're either going to educate or entertain. Okay. Right. So sometimes I entertain. I just throw out some fun shit. Let's be real. Sometimes yeah. you just got to laugh. Right. Sometimes I'm, I'm sharing other people's content. So I'm lifting other people up. I'm showcasing other people and then I'm showcasing or sharing. I like to say, you know, I'm sharing my show um, for each show that we do. I'm honoring that guest and their talents. And what we do is we take that 30 minute show. We grab a couple pro tips. We call them from the show. And then we share that out again. Gotcha. Just the episode, hey, check out this branding tip. Mm -hmm. It's better than that. Um, I have a wonderful VA that helps me do all that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it's about providing value mm -hmm. and relative content to your audience. And here is a pro tip. Less than 3%. Okay, first off, there's over 700 million users on LinkedIn. Okay, get that number. Less than 3% of them are creating content. So wow. what does that mean? That equals opportunity for you. And wow, you. that is a very small yeah. amount of people creating content. That so is if you a very want to tiny amount. So... But create good content. Mm -hmm. It's not Instagram. Don't post every day, three times a day. Don't use 10 hashtags, okay? There's a whole strategy behind content. That's a different conversation. Um, but just, you know, get a rock star profile, create a strong strategic network, and then come up with a content strategy that fits you and your brand. It's quality over quantity on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Where on Instagram, I feel like it's quantity over quality. 
Yeah. There's like a, what's a power client? A power client for me? Someone that I'd love to work with? Is that the question? Uh, A client that allows your brand to grow as you're working with them. Perfect example. A client right now, I have a three-month program. That's the minimum to work with me. You have to work with me for three months. And he signed on for another three months. He's a sales and leadership coach. He's amazing. Um, I love seeing the growth in him. And before COVID, people relied a lot on leads for networking, lunches, mm-hmm. right? These in-person stuff. Well, you have to shift. How do you do that online? So we've created a wonderful new profile. Um, he's learned how to reach out to uh, certain in- people in industries and how to start those conversations again. And then his content strategy is showcasing him as the expert that he is. And before we finished working the first three months, he had two sales calls that landed him a client over in the UK. Nice. He couldn't have done that face to face. Like that can't happen right, right, right. Now. LinkedIn is also the only platform that you can reach out to a CEO or a COO on. You know, mm-hmm. the top dogs, they're not over on Instagram hanging out. This well, is true. They, they are, but you don't know if they are. <laughs> right. But on LinkedIn, you can see their title and stuff, and yeah. you can send a nice message after following their content. Now, you cannot, people are going to ask, well, Mary, I wanted to connect with Bill Gates. Uh, you can't. You, you, you know, there are certain high. Certain profiles. people, you just cross them off your list. I tried, I tried yeah. years ago. I'm like, well, let me see. I have, you know, an upgraded account. Oh, no, you can't. Um, but for the most part, you know, because I want to make sure people don't say, well, Mary, you said you yeah. can connect. I didn't say any CEO, but it is the only platform where you can actually reach out and connect with CEOs and a past client colleague and friend of mine, Flossie Hall, owned Healthy Mama in San Diego. And we worked together on her platform and, and, she will, she's a testimonial. She's been on panels for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, She said, because of what I taught her, she has landed, you know, six figure contracts for her new company. And when she was, because this was a few years back. So when she was getting ready to sell her company, Mm -hmm. the investors wanted to see her LinkedIn profile. And before we work, she's like, I can't show them. Mary, I need you. So the first thing, like if you're building an empire and you know you're going to sell it one day, you better be on LinkedIn because those investors are going to go check you out. Mm. Good points. Good tip there. Now, so where do now, you see it? Oh, go ahead, Patrick. Sorry. Oh, no, what I was just going to um, ask in that, in, in that same content uh, direction as well, because not as a full, not to go into a full explanation, you know, with regards to content strategies and things like that, but just as an overall sense of, you know, you just mentioned, don't put a lot of hashtags, you know, quality over quantity and things like that. But when people are thinking to themselves, I need to be able to have a content strategy for, for LinkedIn, just as a base understanding, what are some kind of content strategy can people or should people have in mind when considering LinkedIn? Good news is always better than bad news. Tip number one. Okay. Tip number two, tips and trends for your industry. Hmm. Be seen as that thought leader. So you have to be on the forefront of what's going on. You know, is Amazon taking over the world? Yeah, kind of, right? Is shipping a booming industry? Are you a recruiter? You know that shipping is a booming industry because mm-hmm. none of us are living our houses. Just, you know, ask my husband every day, there's an Amazon package on our doorstep. He's like, hey. he'll say, oh, honey, you've got another package coming. I'm like, I do. I don't remember what I ordered, yeah. right? So stay on top of the tips and trends and share that with your audience. So content strategy is very personal. Okay. Um, Something that we go into like in depth. Yeah. Do you think, do you think it's, it's better to in the beginning go through maybe more of the curation uh, content curation side or just focus on more, like you mentioned for yourself, you do a lot more stronger um, new, you know, content, new content creating in that sense. I think your content should always be original, no matter what original. stage. There we go. That's the time I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. No matter what stage of your business it's in. Mm-hmm. I also think that you have to learn what your audience wants. A great way to do that is when you're starting off, you can try polls, but you really have to have a strong strategy. So when I work with someone on LinkedIn, it's three stages. Mm-hmm. Profile, creating that rock star profile. So you stand out. Well, who's in your network? Who's, you know, strong and strategic and then content. We don't do it any other way. Gotcha. 
it's three stages because if you start with content and you have a crappy profile, people are going to see that and be like, mm -hmm. huh? If you start with content and you have 500 people in your network or even 2,500 people, but they're all from the IT industry that you left five years yeah. ago, your content's not going to be It's not going to hit, yeah. See, it's very, very strategic. So where do you see uh, Connect, Cultivate, uh, and Convert going? As far as 2021, where do you see it? How do you see it building? I mean, there's a lot on your plate. You're obviously growing. Where, where, where's, what's your projection for this year? Well, for this year, my company, we're actually focusing on the Connect, Cultivate, Convert for sales teams. So sales teams have had to like pivot 360. Their heads mm -hmm. are spinning off, you guys. Those networking events, the baseball games, the hockey games, you know, all the sporting events that the guys and the women would go to, right, to network with potential clients, those are gone. And let's be honest, we don't know when they're coming back. And even when they do, I predict it's going to be hybrid. We're never going to have full networking events again. We're not. They're going to be a hybrid in person and online. So you need to get clear on what your online strategy is. So for our company, we are focusing on um, sales team development and training where we actually go in. What's the biggest pain point with someone on LinkedIn? Well, let's take you because you are not on LinkedIn very much. Would you say writing your profile is like the hardest thing? Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, would be, that would be something that I don't do as much. Yeah, profile. And most people, salespeople, they want to be out there making the money, right. not sitting at a computer. So my team and I, we are going to rock your profiles mm, for you. I see. So we come up with a program where we go in and we write your top 10 salespeople. We rewrite, revamp, and optimize their profile. Gotcha. Boom. Done off their nice. plate. Saving them time and trouble and frustration. Plus, they're not going to do a good job at it anyways. Mm -hmm. Let's be real. And then I go in and do the training and provide the content. So that is our focus. Uh, starting quarter two is the sales team training. And I'm so excited to be working like with banks, financial institutions, and other um, mid-sized sales teams. Now, if I could, if I could uh, just throw in a, a question from the community, because I'm looking, uh, you know, some uh, not on um, they're not on the live right now, but they, they this was a post um, from one of our. Uh, community members here, uh, Lisa. And the question that she had was, what is the best way for her to network as a life in biz or business coach? To network on LinkedIn? Mm -hmm. On to LinkedIn, network, yeah. Um, is to get to know our audience. Just what I, just what I said. Networking mm -hmm. on, on LinkedIn is the same in person. So this, this answer is for you, Lisa. If you were to go to an in-person networking event, Tons of people in the room. You're not sure exactly what they do. And you walk up to them. Do you say, hi, I'm Lisa. I'm a business coach. Man, I could really help your business. You would never do that in person. Don't do that online. Mm -hmm. Treat your online networking like you would in person. Get and to know them. It looks like it looks like her her prior not it looks like her prior background, uh, you know, kind of like a follow-up, like a series, uh, series in the question there is with regards to her transition because she used to be in cybersecurity um Ooh, before going it's it's fun she has a fun story to be able to I, I, we've gotten a chance to get to know her a little bit um but she's gone through that scenario there from a cybersecurity um professional consultant there to now going into more of that business and the life coaching standpoint and so part of that question in is in that transition is how does she present herself properly? She needs to rebrand and she needs to tell her story. And that again is a deeper answer. That's mm -hmm. a big question, but it's not, it's doable, Lisa. It's totally doable. It's just about rebranding, repackaging yourself. And why did you go into life coaching? And what do you bring from your previous experience? So that's like really an in-depth question that would yeah. take a while to answer. But first, she needs to establish herself, rebrand, explain her, not explain herself, but tell her story, story yeah. self. You guys, it's all about stories. So share your story on LinkedIn. Simple question for you, Mary, is how do people get a hold of you? Do they do a quick consultation to see if you guys are a good fit together? Should they uh, hit you up on LinkedIn and kind of have a conversation that way? How do people kind of start to work with you and, and your business? Oh, thanks for asking. So I have a, a tool called Blab Book Like a Boss. 
You like that? Blab. And you can schedule a, a 30 minute consultation. I know it's hilarious. So That's I can awesome. send you guys the link and you guys can um, share yeah, we can, it. We can share, okay? we, yeah, we can, we can put that in the community as well. So that way uh, folks yeah. can, can get, get through to that and, and be able to connect with you and, and, Try to get that consultation going on for themselves. Yeah, and, and just so you guys know, I'm not that hardcore salesperson. I don't believe in that. So it truly is a consultation. It's not a buy now because I only have two spots. Even if I have two spots, I never say that in a mm -hmm. consultation. I want to see if it's a good fit. If I'm not the right fit for you, or if you're not ready for me, or maybe you're so far ahead that you need a coach that's bigger than me. Maybe you want someone who does all the posting for you. I'll definitely refer you on to someone. So I believe there's enough business in the swirl for all of us. Absolutely. And, and Lisa, I'm sorry. And Mary, we're talking about Lisa so much. Um, <laughs> um, Mary, uh, any what's the time frame as far as should we look up for uh, for your book? Uh, how to how to um, save my, uh, the ten thousand dollars book? Uh, so that that book is probably going to be next year, but I am uh, going to be beginning work. So on, I hope you guys all have goals, and you can't mm -hmm. just have them in your head. You have to okay. write them down, and then you have to speak them. Because you have to bring them to life. So I'm claiming that this year, my goal is to write my first book, Bite Size Tips for Busy Entrepreneurs, The Do's and Don'ts of LinkedIn. Nice. So that nice. title, and it just came up with that. It, it, it flowed. That flowed. That flowed very nice. <laughs> I love it. Hey guys, do not take that topic. That is her topic. That's mine. If you take it, I will come after you. I might hurt are, you in the street, let me tell you. I got a little street on me. <laughs> as Mary was saying before, that you, you know, as you're asking questions, um, you know, be be out front about giving what you can as well. Like we've been talking about a lot of these shows. I'm glad Mary hampered on that, that, that we should all be givers when we're asking as well as just, hey, question, 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 pitch, pitch, pitch. So by all means, check her on LinkedIn. You got to check her on LinkedIn. We don't have to guess where to find her. It's Mary Fainbrandt. She's on LinkedIn. She's in Arizona, but she's worldwide. We all know, know this. Uh, but again, Mary, thank you so much for the knowledge, your expertise, and just allowing yourself to be available for not only us, but uh, the community. We appreciate it so much. Absolutely. Well, thank you, you guys. This was so great. And I have to say that getting to know you guys has been amazing. And I'm dropping in my LinkedIn URL uh, for my profile right now. So you no can perfect. put it over there, but I foresee us working on something later this year, like a collaboration, maybe a LinkedIn local event back in San Diego. I'm just saying once we can do in-person events, I, I feel like the need to collaborate with you too, because you're amazing. Oh, we appreciate that. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. You had me at San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> well, Patrick, Patrick, any fine words on your end? I'm looking forward to, you know, again, look, doing a lot more work with yourself here, Mary. So that's something that I'm going to be looking forward to myself and Andy. We'll be looking forward to that. But um, on behalf of the community, uh, again, I am Patrick Olauer. We got Mr. Andio and our special guest, Mrs. I just want to say Miss, Mrs. Uh, Mary St. Bryant. And uh, we really appreciate you being on the show here with us. Thanks, you guys, for having me. It's been so much fun. Thanks so much, Mary. Have a great day. And we appreciate you guys in the community as well. Take care, community.